Welcome to Gonzaga Nation SI on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Today, August 9th, 2022. We um, just wanted to kind of go over a couple things in regards to the WCC and, and some of the, the changes that are going on in the WCC and, and some of the exciting news, uh, obviously, since the end of the basketball season. Um, I think first off, you just you got to start with uh, a couple of the coaching changes. Uh, I think there's two uh, coaching changes uh, that are going to be really interesting and unique to watch. I think when you look at last season, um, the co couple coaching changes, uh, Shantae Leggins, Leonard Perry Jr. at Pacific, um, Leggins being at Portland, I think it, it kind of uh, was interesting to watch throughout the course of the year. Leonard Perry got the job at Pacific kind of um, in a weird way. I think he's a tremendous coach when you watch uh, his program play, uh, but he got it so late because Damon Stoudemire ended up leaving in July uh, for the Boston Celtics assistant coaching job that kind of put Perry at a disadvantage as far as uh, recruiting the kind of guys that he wanted to fit the way that he wants to play. So uh, they were very active in the transfer portal this offseason. Uh, they were very active uh, recruiting, uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how those guys um, make a jump in year two under Coach Leonard Perry Jr. at Pacific. But uh, with the pilots of Portland and Shante Leggins, uh, he did a tremendous job. First 21 season uh, in Portland in quite some time. Um, he really got those guys playing hard, believing. Um, they, they made it to a postseason. It wasn't the NIT. Obviously, it wasn't the NCAA, but uh, they, they won a game in the postseason. Uh, I think there's a lot of, of positive momentum going uh, in Portland. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see how those schools do in year two. Um, that leads to the two newcomers this year. Um, one of them is an absolute newcomer to the WCC, but he's not a newcomer. Um, to basketball on the West Coast. And the other, uh, he's been a great assistant coach at a number of different spots for, for a long time. He's getting his first chance um, in the head chair for the Dons, um, and that's Chris Gerlifson. So we'll start with Gerlifson at, at San Francisco. Um, he only spent a year, I believe it was, as an assistant coach to Todd Golden in San Francisco, um, but he proved his worth in a hurry, both to Todd Golden uh, as well as uh, to the administrative staff at, at USF, if they were going to plug in, in, plug him into that position when when Todd Golden left to go to Florida, which I think um, is a tremendous opportunity for him. He's only, I think, 37 years old. Um, so being a head coach in the SEC at that age um, uh, is, is going to be a challenge. I think it's going to be one that he's up for it, and it's going to be fun to track and, and watch Todd Golden's progress over these next couple of years in Gainesville, but back to USF, you know, Gerlifson, um, you know, from when I've had a chance to talk with him, uh, they're, they're every, every coach comes in and is going to change some stuff. Um, but he has said, he's not going to change too much because look, they've had success. They, they had a tremendous amount of success a season ago, giving the NCAA tournament should have won or could have won uh, a first round game, which was actually one of the best first round games in all the NCAA tournament last year when Jamari Bouye, uh, went bonkers in that first round with 30 plus points uh, in an overtime loss. But uh, I wouldn't expect too much change. Uh, the big thing for, for them is they got Khalil Shabazz back. Uh, he flirted with the NBA draft. He flirted with the transfer portal, but he's back. Um, that's going to give a lot of continuity 
at least in a, one of the scoring roles. I think what it's also going to do is it, it's going to, um, you know, kind of provide a leadership that, um, you know, to Todd had told me last year um, that Bouye was a leader, but Shabazz was kind of that emotional guy. He, he was a rock that, you know, was somebody that they would always look to um, in preparing uh, to play with a lot of emotion, a lot of passion. Uh, and to get a guy like that back in your first year for Gerlifson, I think is huge. Um, but you got to find a way to replace what Jamari Bouye did. Um, you know, he was one of the best guards in the conference for the last couple of years. He could score it. He could handle it. He could distribute. He could get you into offense. He could create offense for others. Uh, he could rebound. He could defend. Uh, really good player. So that's, that's going to be the challenge is how do you replace the production of Jamari Bouye? And then we move to the other newcomer as a coach in the WCC. Again, he's not a newcomer to the West Coast, and that would be Steve Lavin. Uh, Steve Lavin, a tremendous uh, basketball coach, tremendous basketball person, someone who uh, has, has been um, involved with basketball at the highest levels for quite some time. Um, won a national title at UCLA in the late 90s. Um, got them to a bunch of sweet 16s. Then took a step back from coaching and was an ESPN analyst. Missed the coaching, wanted to get back into it. Went to St. John's in New York. Um, ended up getting the Johnnies back to the NCAA tournament um, before he needed to step back uh, with some health stuff um, and go back to the broadcasting. He's been working with uh, a couple different networks over the last few years, uh, Fox and Pac-12 networks in particular. Um, but it was a bit of a surprise to a lot of people that he went back into coaching uh, because he had such uh, a presence, especially on Fox. You know, he would have been one of their uh, top two or three analysts in regards to studio uh, shows and, and covering big games uh, across the country. But he's back on the sidelines. It's going to be interesting to see what he does at USD because with USD at Sam Scholl, they played a little bit of a slower pace. Uh, they play with a lot of elbow actions, uh, a lot of split screen actions. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, the type of style that Steve Lavin decides to play with. I would imagine he's going to elevate the amount uh, and level of talent that comes to San Diego. And with that, typically that frees you up to play a little bit faster style. And so uh, curious if they're going to go out and, and, and play a little bit more of a free flowing style like he did at uh, UCLA with those talented teams that he had and in particular with the backcourt of Baron Davis and, and Earl Watson, uh, or is he, is he going to have to kind of build into that over the next couple of years? That's going to be uh, fun to watch and, and something to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, we've, we've texted throughout the, the last couple of months. Uh, he will be joining uh, a podcast soon. Um, when he took over the job, he had to hire a completely whole new staff move, get it right into the recruiting piece and the evaluating piece. And we've had a couple uh, set times and then something's come up for one of us and we haven't been able to, to lock it in. So uh, he'll be a guest on in the very near future. The other things that are really fun and, and, and kind of cool to track for, for the WCC, at least over the last week to 10 days or so, um, colleges can practice in, in the summertime. We all know that. We've talked about that for quite some time. Um, but three WCC teams have taken advantage of the opportunity to take a, uh, a foreign overseas trip. Um, and, it, and it's looking like it's been a success for all three programs uh, on a number of fronts. 
one, you get extra practices, two, you get game experiences, and three, you get a chance to uh, bond and, and create experiences in, in a different cultural setting. Uh, and I, from the looks of it on social media and uh, reading some articles, it's been a, a success for all three programs. And the three programs that have taken advantage of that, uh, Pepperdine, they've gone down to Costa Rica. Um, uh, I believe they're, they're coming back today or tomorrow, but uh, Costa Rica for the Pepperdine Waves, um, which a little interesting, you know, shortest of, of the team of the flights and trips for many of these uh, teams that are going. Um, but many times, you know, a, a coach has, Hey, we, we want to go for six days or we want to go for 10, 11 days, whatever it may be. We want to get four games in two games, whatever, um, you know, Pepperdine chose to go to Costa Rica, uh, and it looks like it, it's been going well for them. Uh, Loyola Marymount, uh, we had Stan Johnson on, uh, a couple a month or two back and, and we actually asked him about the upcoming overseas trip that they're taking and they're, they're in Italy and Greece. I mean, what a trip for, uh, college age kids to go, um, they've played games, they've sightseen. I mean, you, if you follow them on social media, you've seen they've been at the Coliseum, they've been at, uh, uh, I think it's the Trevi Fountain, they've been or are going to the Acropolis in, in Greece. I mean, so many cool things uh, for those guys to see and bonding experiences um, for LMU, who, who has a great trip to Italy and Greece. And then the third team from the WCC that's uh, taking an overseas trip. And it's not really much of a surprise in where they're going. Um, when you basically, when you look at their roster and you look at the history of where they've recruited guys in their roster would be St. Mary's going to Australia. It fits pretty well. Um, they've been in Australia, um, you know, which is awesome because I would imagine it gets a chance for many of their guys. Um, again, they've had a, a roster built on a lot of Australian and New Zealand players for quite some time. Um, you get a chance to go back and play in their home country. Maybe they get their, some family and friends uh, to, to watch those games. Uh, and it gives a, those guys a chance to share in some of their culture uh, in the home country uh, for, for their teammates back in the States that are, are going with them. So um, pretty unique uh, experience for those three schools. Um, I look forward to, to talking with those head coaches when they get back and, and hearing about, um, you know, the benefits that, those trips had for those programs leading into this upcoming season and seeing if it really does pay dividends uh, in the win loss column. I know it will pay dividends in the experience column uh, as well as in the, the team bonding and team building column. That's for sure. But um, appreciate you listening. Thanks for joining Gonzaga nation SI on the Gonzaga nation media network. Don't forget to hit like subscribe, even review. Uh, we appreciate all the comments. Uh, coming up with a lot of content here at the end of August, leading into another basketball season in the WCC and Gonzaga.